Welcome to Crowned in His Glory. Bless you today. So glad that you're joining me, Kimberly, here. And we're going to have such an awesome discussion today. Thank you for taking time to tune into this podcast. I'm looking forward to our discussion today. Have something on my heart and believe that it's going to stir up a conversation between you and your Heavenly Father. That is what it's all about. That's what Crowned in His Glory podcast is about. It's about giving you just a couple of little nuggets, food for thought, and having you take those into your precious time of intimacy with your king, because you are a king's kid, amen, a king's daughter. And I just want to remind you today that you are crowned with his very glory, his very presence. He surrounds you. He encapsulates you. Um, you are just, you walk with his glory everywhere you go. Um, people see there's something different about you. What's, what's different about you. I just, I just see the, the presence of the Lord or there's just something about you. What is it? Well, you know what it is and it is the very presence of God on the inside of you. And, you know, praise the Lord. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive. Um, the, the, Heaven's gates are open wide. He's alive. <laughs> We're forgiven and he is alive. You know that song, um, and I'm probably aging myself and I grew up with um the blessing of being in um many wonderful, powerful services and, and concerts and my parents um owned a Christian bookstore um for most of my growing up life and they, they, we got to go to all kind of fun concerts and things. And I remember, um, I think it was Dallas Holmes, um, and he, he sang this song. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive and I'm forgiven. Heaven's gates are open wide. <laughs> and, um, anyway, I don't know if you know that song. If you don't, maybe see if you can Google it and enjoy it. It's, um, it'll stir you up because it's just talking about how alive he is and he is alive in us. Amen. Sister, right. You just say amen, sister. That's right. Well, our discussion today is going to, um, just lead us right into Ephesians. And I know that we've talked somewhat about the first chapter of Ephesians before in a conversation, but I really felt like we were to go to Ephesians three today. And I just want to kind of remind us, um, between this chapter and then also, I just want to, put this out here, read it, um, just ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten you, show you the things, the parallels between Ephesians 3 and um, Proverbs 31. And, you know, um, I was looking at this as I was preparing for, for our discussion, and it was like the Lord reminded me that um, a Proverbs 31 woman, you know, <laughs> What does she do? She makes herself ready. And, you know, Proverbs 31 also is talking about, you know, the very church um, and the bride and and us being prepared and ready, made ready. And, you know, in Proverbs 31, in the Passion Translation, 
I really like this translation because it talks and gives us some little footnotes and some little um, translation key points, and it, it helps, you know, in that way, which I like to do that kind of research and just kind of see different translations, as you guys all know. Um, as you ladies know, I should not say guys. I'm so used to saying that. I apologize, ladies. Um, so I want to look at in... Um, Proverbs 30, verse 19, and I, again, 30, 31, this, all of this talks so vividly about preparation and what we should be doing and how we should be moving forward. And what it does, um, ladies, is it, it should give us a, a mark, you know, a bullseye to press towards. It, it should not um, intimidate us. It should not make us feel less of a person. Um, and if those things are happening, you know, I, I was sharing this with an individual over the last couple of days, and I said, what does conviction do? And what does condemnation do? What is the difference between the two and how do they actually function? Okay, so let's look at conviction. Conviction actually is when the Holy Spirit shows you something. You read the Word of God, say you read a scripture, you read Ephesians, the third chapter, and you see something and you go, oh man, <laughs> Um, I don't know that I'm right at that point right now that, you know, I really don't know if that's actually accurate right now about me that I got to get I got to get a little ways for that to be accurate with me or about me. Well, you simply say, Holy Spirit, I hear you and I am asking you to enlighten me. Give me wisdom. Give me revelation. Let me see this how you see it. You know, don't, I, I don't want to struggle with this. And I want to reach the, the prize of the high calling. I want to, I want to take the word of God and I want it to be so real and active in my life. Okay. So that's conviction. But what is actually condemnation. Uh-oh. <laughs> a lot of times people get this confused and they think that whenever it is condemnation, it's going to produce something. Well, actually, it's a lie of the devil. That's what condemnation is. It's a lie. He's perverted truth. And so whenever condemnation comes, it's, you're not doing that. You'll never be able to reach that. There's no way. Look how wrong you were. It is actually accusation. And who is, ladies, the accuser of the brethren? It is the enemy, the devil himself. So when there is... um a major onslaught of you, 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 and its accusational thoughts, be very aware and stop them, resist them, 
Don't entertain them. And what do I mean by that? Answer them back out loud. Yes, out loud. That's what I do. No, that thought was not a thought from my heavenly father. No, my heavenly father will convict my heart and give me instruction for a way out, for a way of escape. He always leads us with with a way out, with a way of escape, an instruction. Yes, and we have to be obedient with those instructions. So we can't just hear the the conviction of the Holy Spirit and ignore it and become rebellious against it. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is we have to make sure that when the conviction of the Holy Spirit is, is you know, there, that we acknowledge it and we give place for there to be movement of correction. And, you know, how... When you're driving a car and you start to kind of go over to the right side of the the lane and, and you would be easy off the road, what do you do? No, you take a course correction and you don't whip that wheel or you'll go completely off the other side of the road and, you know, in the other ditch. No, it's very, very easy course movements of correction. And let me tell you, that's just how the Holy Spirit works. But ladies, we have to be listening. And we have to not harden our hearts against that conviction. Right? We have to acknowledge it, say, okay, I need that. I I, I hear you. I see that. Yes, that's what that scripture says. And so I'm going to work to see that scripture active in my life. Yes, I can do this. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping me do this. Lord, I'm relying on you. Jesus, you paid the price so that I could walk free in this area. See, there's that scenario And then there's the other scenario that I said earlier about how the enemy will come and he will make you feel like you, there's no hope. There's no way out. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you know. There will never be change. Well, that is actually condemnation. And that is the accuser of the brethren working on you. So we have to work to understand that when when we are in a place in our life that we we learn to discern these these areas and believe me once we learn to discern them oh my goodness then it makes it in a place that you know wait a minute hello <laughs> and then when it's active in our lives then we can begin as as mothers, as wives, as sisters. Um, we can take situations and circumstances and people and take them to the very throne. Yeah, not try to correct them. 
Now, your kids are a little different because you're you are you should be training them. So that's a little bit different. But I'm talking about your spouse, your your family, you know, your coworkers, all those. You simply take them to the throne and say, "Okay, Lord, here here we go. I'm trusting. And that's that's kind of what we talked about in Ephesians 1, you know, the prayer of Ephesians, because we're talking about the Ephesian prayers, which is in Ephesians 1 and then in Ephesians 3. And so we're going to look at Ephesians 3. And I, I'm going to um, just skip all the way down. Um, you can, for for your quiet time, for your time with the Lord, you can take this and, and unpack it a whole lot more. But I want to look at verse... Um, let's see, let's go to verse 14. And I'm going to read this again in a couple of translations. Hopefully that will help you see it in in a couple of different ways. So I'm going to read the King James first, and then I'm going to work in the Amplified Classic, and then we're going to follow it up with the Passion. How about that? Okay, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Thank you, Father. That's my family. Hallelujah. That's your family, our family, the family of God. Hallelujah. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length and depth and height. Okay. And to know the love of Christ, which passes, passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Now, I do want to say this. Now, if you skip on down, because you know, um, uh, this was not divided like we divide. Um, and so you, it would still go, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewithin you are called. And and so then it goes on into the fourth chapter, and the fourth chapter is so good, too. It's so much about you know, our place, our position, love, loving one another, working in unity, working together. And so the whole book of Ephesians is so vital, so important, and it's got so much in it um, that really there's not a place to stop and start. But I do want to go now into the amplified of this, and I'm going to go ahead and pick it back up again in Verse 14, for this reason, seeing the greatness of this plan by which you are built together in Christ, you're built together in Christ. Hello. 
I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that Father from whom all fatherhood takes its title and derives its name. Hmm. May he grant you out of the rich treasure of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself dwelling your innermost being and personality. I like that. That means my personality can line up with Holy Spirit and exactly be the way he designed it to be and and he is leading it to be. Verse 17, may Christ through your faith actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your heart. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely in and on love. Thank you, Lord. Securely on love. That means we're walking in that love. I mean, it's like we are, because we're, we're, um, founded securely on love. That means that that foundation is for us to function in love. Amen. Verse 18, that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love that is the breadth and length and height and depth of it that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God, may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with him himself. Now to him who by the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think. <laughs> Infinitely beyond our highest prayer, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So be it. Okay, so let's break this down here just a little bit, and then I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation, because here's here's what I want you to be encouraged with, ladies. Here's what I want to stir you up in. And that is you have everything that you need for life and godliness on the inside of you. It was given to you at new birth when you were filled with the very Holy Spirit himself, he came in with power and that power is on the inside of you. And so when you unlock 
the very love and power, the very love, the word himself. Okay, we could say that the very word himself, you unlock that and the power of the Holy Spirit. There is nothing that you can't do. There is nothing that you cannot move forward in. There is nothing that you cannot um, accomplish in him. If he's told you to do it, do it. Amen. So I just want to encourage you in that way. Now, I want to look at this um, in the Passion Translation. So I kneel humbly and all before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on the earth. Now, I want to say this, ladies, sometimes, especially us ladies, I know that men are affected by this as well, but it's not the same. They are not designed the same way we are by God. And so sometimes when we have a, a very cruel, um, judgmental, um, harsh, not loving at all, father figure that has been in our life, it, it can be played by the enemy against us in regards to our heavenly father. Now, I want to just say this again, because this is what verse 15 says, the perfect father of every father and child in heaven and on earth. That is the father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah. Okay, so let me tell you, you have a awesome heavenly father. He can be trusted. He can lead you. He can he can um, comfort you. He can, he can give you direction. He can protect you. And you say, well, how does that work? Well, because Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they work as one. And so in our lives, maybe there's different areas and aspects that each one of them touch, but they all three touch. Amen? And so I just want to remind you, ladies, that the Lord He is so good, and He is a good Heavenly Father. Now, a good Heavenly Father will give direction and correction, (laughs) but it's not from an abusive place. It's not from an accusational place. Remember our illustration earlier? Conviction, condemnation. See, our heavenly father will convict us and then he will show us in the word of God correction and he will give you the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to help you fulfill that adjustment. See, that's just how he is because that's it. now it, he's not just sitting there pointing his finger at you, accusing you. He's actually saying, no, 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 sweetheart, you got this. You can do this. I created you. I have plans for you. Pick yourself back up, brush your knees off, and then just keep walking. Keep walking. He's not there accusing us. 
Hallelujah. I just, I, I keep hearing that in my spirit for this time. So if, if that's ministering to you, thank you, Jesus. Because I believe it is. I believe the power of the Holy Spirit is coming through the sound of this podcast and our conversation. And not only am I having this conversation with you, but your Heavenly Father, with the help of the Holy Spirit, is having a conversation with you right now. And you are sensing His love. You are sensing His drawing you to Him, self he, you're sensing the, the hope coming alive that you can see something different. It can be different. That can change. Amen. And all the lies of the enemy, we break the power of the lies of the enemy over us right now. He's not accusing us and us taking that accusation. No, we resist that accusation. We resist the devil and he must flee. So we resist all accusations against us by him in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Okay, so here we go. Passion translation back. Here we go. Verse 16, and I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor under supernatural strength. Now, (laughs) here we go. Here's verse 16. And I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Oh, wow, ladies, that was just exactly what we were talking about, wasn't it? I'm going to read that again because I really want us to get it. And I pray. Now, this is Paul praying This is the Ephesians prayers that's being prayed, but I'm going to pray verse 16 now over you because I really, like I said, I want us to get it. I'm going to pray it over me too. And I pray that we, he would unveil within us the unlimited riches of his glory and favor until supernatural strength floods our innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 17, then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its demonstrations. In all its dimensions, how deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measure that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. 
Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your great greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imaginations. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Now we offer up to God all the glorious praise that rises from every church in every generation through Christ Jesus and all that will yet be manifested throughout time and eternity. Amen. Wow. Now, my last thing that I want to just leave you with in this, take one, two different translations. Ask the Holy Spirit. Sit down with Ephesians, Ephesians one, and then let's then also take Ephesians the third chapter, starting in fourteen, and go down to twenty-one. Take that little small section of scripture and begin to read it. Begin to meditate on it. What does that mean? That means read through it once and then go back and say, Holy Spirit, I'm going to start in verse 14. Show me. I'm going to just, I'm just going to work with Holy Spirit with verse 14 for the next couple of days. Just reveal to me truth about that very verse itself and allow him to, and then go to the next verse and the next verse. Um, and th- I mean, that's, that's my practice. That's how um, it's been. And, you know, these are scriptures. These are chapters that are very active in our lives and in my life. And so when, when you have done this for a long period of time, sometimes it's good to kind of, um, what I like to do is kind of shake it up. Sometimes I'll read through it and then I'll start at the very last verse and work my way back and allow Holy Spirit to just kind of work with me in and the back. So if, if you've been um, someone who has a practice of taking these these um, Ephesians prayers and, and not only praying them over yourself, but over your family, sometimes that kind of is fun to do because you kind of look at it differently. Because sometimes when you, you know, you can quote a scripture, you see it, you know it, you know, and and it's something that is um, very active. Sometimes it's good to kind of change it up and it, you give, you get a different perspective sometimes doing it that way. So this is kind of how I do it. Um, verse 16, and we're going to look at, and I'm just going to demonstrate this. And I pray that God, you would unveil within me the unlimited riches of your glory and favor until supernatural strength floods my innermost being with your divine might and explosive power, Father. See, I, I'm I'm changing it um, and personalizing it, making it, you know, talk about me. Um, now, I would also, if I'm going to do it for Mark, let's say I'll do it like this. And I pray that, Lord, you would unveil within Mark the unlimited riches 
of your glory and your favor until supernatural strength floods Mark's innermost being with your divine might and explosive power. See, so it may take, um, and I've done this, you know, years ago, and and sometimes I'll use a Bible if, if I happen not to have, you know, my my sheets with me, but I went in and, and did and a little prayer, Ephesians prayers, kind of little sheet for both uh, myself and then all of the others that were in my family. And so that's what I use and their names get put in there. And it's important, you know, um, for us to pray for ourselves and for our family. We also it is a, a a practice of ours that we also take the blood of Jesus and we with the hyssop of our tongue, we apply the blood of Jesus over our lives, over ourselves, over our family, over um, our property. Um, and so that is something else that I would encourage you to do. But I want to remind you of two resources real quick as we're closing our conversation today. And that is on um, SpellmanMinistries.org. You can find real quick, they're not... Um, they're just really quick, like prayer, prayer reading of over 90 who I am in Christ scriptures. You can take those. It's a PDF. You can take that. You can expand it. You can take certain scriptures and do your own. It's just a resource to help you go into deeper study. It's also was designed for younger kids. Um, I use that with um, super church and teenagers and with our kids, not only adults, but with kids. And so it was made in a way that you could actually start at the top of it and you could actually read that and pray read that um, every day. And so you could pick certain ones if you wanted to, but it was something that you could really have Holy Spirit help you um, or you could take three or four and read different um, scriptures together. So anyway, like I am the apple of my father's eye. I am fearfully and wonderfully made and my soul knows it quite well. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am a child of the most high. You know, I mean, so it is it's um, it's something to encourage you and to strengthen you as well as the blood of Jesus confession that we we got that many, many years ago. It, it kind of came from a little book um, by Miss Ruse. In fact, I still have it um, to this day, Grace um, Rice and Ruse. And we took something that she had, a blood of Jesus confession that she had, and we tweaked that and we made it our own. We adjusted some things and added some things. And every single time we came together as a church body at Living Waters Fellowship for many years, we spoke the blood confession as a church body, as a family of God. And so it it really is powerful. So it's something that you can do individually or you can do it as a family. And so I pray that my conversation with you today stirred you. It reminded you just what is on the inside of you and 
who you are and what you're carrying. Amen. And ladies, may you be blessed. May you know that you are just his beloved daughter in whom he is well 